0: Don't look for any action by the Ohio legislature to keep guns out of the hands of dangerous people. Cuyahoga County has another computer project that is way, way over budget. And Cleveland Public Power has been violating the city code by not giving customers appeal hearings. It's The Wake Up from Cleveland.com for Wednesday, February 5th. I'm Cleveland.com editor Chris Quinn. Six months after a mass shooting in Dayton, Ohio's legislative leaders appear to be doing nothing to change Ohio's gun laws, and action in 2020 seems unlikely. Legislative leaders were asked about the topic on Tuesday in Columbus as part of a forum organized by the Associated Press of Ohio. Minority leader Amelia Sykes, an Akron Democrat who supports increased gun control measures, said the signals she's received from Republican legislative leaders have led her to conclude they will take no serious action on the issue. That means that a creative set of gun safety laws proposed by Governor Mike DeWine, intended to appease lawmakers, is not going anywhere. With legislators opposed to a red flag law allowing authorities to confiscate guns from those deemed a threat, DeWine proposed an involuntary hospitalization for drug and alcohol abuse that would have had the result of depriving mentally distressed people of firearms. House Speaker Larry Helsolder and Senate President Larry Obhoff, both staunch defenders of the Second Amendment, gave no indication that the main parts of DeWine's legislation will move, even though the governor continues to stump for it. This week's installment of more terrible news from the halls of Cuyahoga County government is that a years-long delay in installing a new property tax computer system will result in about $3 million in overruns. Councilman Jack Schron made that estimate this week based on how much the county is paying for software for the new system that it can't yet use and the money being spent to maintain the old system. Schron called the project a train wreck. County officials blame the existing system last month for the fiscal office's inability to produce balanced due bills after mistakenly sending tax bills to property owners in 3 suburbs that omitted special assessments. The overhaul of the property tax system began in late 2015 and was originally to be completed 2 years ago at a cost of about 10 million. Now it's going to be 13. The Greater Cleveland Regional Transit Authority Board proposes dedicated bus lanes along Cleveland's West 25th Street corridor, similar to the Euclid Avenue health line. Trustees heard a presentation on the idea Tuesday, and a board committee signed off on a $414,000 consulting contract to study it. The line would run along West Twenty Fifth Street, starting near the Cleveland Memorial Shoreway, and running south through Ohio City, past Metro Health and to Old Brooklyn near the zoo. The cost would be thirty six to forty million dollars and the project would take five years to complete. RTA would seek federal funding to construct the line but isn't eligible for that money until it meets federal requirements for bus rapid transit lines. The consultants would lay the groundwork to help RTA meet those requirements. In addition to the Health Line, which is a bus rapid transit line from downtown to University Circle, the RTA has a bus rapid transit line along Clifton Boulevard known as the Cleveland State Line. RTA's Health line now runs along the West 25th Street corridor and is among the agency's busiest routes with 1.7 million rides annually. Cleveland.com's Layla Atasi has a hot one, a column blasting Cleveland's electric utility for failing to have an appeal board for customers with billing complaints. Layla points out that a city ordinance requires the city to notify residents they have a right to appeal disconnections and other moves by Cleveland Public Power. CPP does not do that. And the utility is supposed to have a review board for appeals like the Water Department has, but it has none. The utility says that only once in 40 years has anyone asked to appear before a review board. Layla notes that, of course, if CPP violates the city law and does not tell people they have the right to appeal, then no one will. Layla called the CPP hotline herself and asked how she would go about requesting a hearing. The operators answer, we don't have anything like that. Even city council president Kevin Kelly said he was unaware that the city is supposed to have review boards Kelly promised a quick fix to the issue that Layla has identified. You might argue that winter has yet to start in Northeast Ohio with all the mild temperatures and dearth of snow. But officially, we pass the halfway point of winter on Monday, the day after Groundhog Day. Cleveland.com's data guru, Rich Exner, lays out the stats on our website showing just how unusual this winter has been. So far, he calls it the winter that wasn't. There's been less snow at Cleveland Hopkins International Airport, 18.4 inches, than at this point in 16 of the last 17 winters, counting the totals since the first snow of each fall. The average snow through February 3rd over the last quarter century is just over 37 inches by now. There were 61.6 inches by now in 96, 64.4 in 2004, and 68.8 in 2005. The same unusual weather goes for temperatures, running well above normal across the state. Cleveland's average temperature of 36.3 degrees last month was 8.2 degrees above normal. December was 5.6 degrees above normal. Spring is around the corner the Indians' home opener is less than eight weeks away. Thanks for listening to The Wake Up from Cleveland.com.